Hi everybody, I'm Stefan Koritar and welcome to the Tech Talk Show. This is the podcast where you can discover insights and valuable information about how entrepreneurs build their startup in the tech industry. A collection of open talks about technology and creativity, people, experiences and life around tech business ecosystems. With the main goal to help you get inspired, get started, dream big and build amazing businesses. My guest today is Razvan Vojka. He is a leader with over 18 years of IT industry experience, a strong HR background and major expertise in driving projects related to human growth, organizational and operations development. With a diverse career path, he migrated from an automated systems programmer to a web programmer to hold exclusively managerial positions. He has been involved in both national and multinational organizations. He is passionate about technology and leadership. He is a mentor and the CEO and co-founder of the non-formal IT education platform that he launched together with his friends almost six years ago. Enjoy the talk and thank you for listening. Razvan, welcome to Tech Talk and thank you for accepting my invitation for this short conversation. Uh, Razvan, um, I would like to, let's say, touch upon this subject um, of informal education that you have been tackling for the past years. Um, and I know that you have been an HR manager for, um, I think, over seven years already. Uh, at least that's, uh, that's something that um, I've seen um, on your profile. What made you jump into the field of informal education when you decided to do so? We managed to start in 2013 and uh, began really, really polishing the concept, uh, giving it a name, uh, giving it, giving it uh, a culture, you know, how will we do this? What will we want from this? And so on and so forth. And it was only in 2014 when we had the first uh, educational technology educational program organized within the school. So it was come quite a long time only of uh, preparing ourselves and understanding what exactly we would like to do. And this term of informal, basically, it's very simple. In our, in, in our idea, the, the being informal means that it's, it's open, it's friendly, it's uh, accessible to everyone. Because nowadays, as you've seen, People are not willing necessarily to invest a very long time in their preparation or in learning something new, especially in, in the days where the, the information is a click away. Yeah. So. That's, 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 that's super true. And um, I think a lot of companies have a big part and big saying in this, um, fighting for attention, right? And sometimes that it's a good thing and sometimes not a very good thing for us as a, as a human beings and our uh, overall well-being, I think. So, but yeah, um, I do agree. There's a shorter time span in terms of doing things and learning things. Um, going back to the informal education, um, I know that running trainings is super hard. Um, it's something that I read only about i haven't been part of teams that run trainings um, as a day-to-day -day, um, activity 
but you and your team have been running, uh, truly running them. How was it to scale such a big amount of trainings? What was the the requirement behind? Was it technology? Was it people? Was it processes? Um, yeah. It was a bit of everything, actually, if I am to look back. But the most important thing was the the way we decided to organize all this. Because if you have a wide base and you understand what you want to achieve on the long run, then it's pretty easier for the for each component to just click in place, you know. And uh, right from the start, we said we want in the first place we want to build communities so uh, a community our biggest community currently is actually formed by our, uh, by our alumni it's over five five thousand people so far five thousand alumni yeah wow that's a big number it's already six and a half years since we started yeah. so we had the time to to work on it the second biggest one is the one formed by 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 our mentors. Uh, it's uh, 137 mentors nationwide currently, who are teaching on in the within the informal school of IT. And the third one, and it's not really a matter of priorities here. I just enumerated them. Uh, it's the companies, and we didn't uh, we didn't go through a you know business-oriented growth with this but what we did was to follow up on the market trends uh, take input from the hiring companies and we grew in the rhythm that the hiring companies the IT local companies uh, you know were able to to absorb the result of our work so that was very very important to adjust to the market and not just create a system from which from from which people are you know let's say prepared but afterwards they cannot be absorbed by, by the market so the, the entire cycle needs to be completed in order to have uh, the impact and the the the, the, the positive uh, impact on the society so this growth was basically uh, came pretty natural. Was dictated by by the local IT companies as in, in as their request for hiring new people, and uh, actually we didn't make uh, any any big efforts in attracting mentors. For example, uh, we just uh, treated everything as being a community. And if you like to teach, if you like to you know there's a big thing in the in this concept of uh, learning by teaching which is true mm -hmm. we learned learned it right away uh, so the mentors motivations to come and teach on the informal uh, school of it platform was pretty much this one you know mm -hmm. i want to expand my networking i want to uh, give further everything that I accumulated, uh, all my knowledge, all my uh, technical skills. And uh, not only this, uh, in, in many times we worked hard to build mindsets. It's not only, and, and we receive a lot of this feedback, from, especially from, from our students who come to us and let, uh, tell us, okay, uh, learning this particular programming 
language is not really why I came to you, but I came here just to see, to have a role model, which is the mentor, of course. Mm -hmm. I want to understand how that person who, for me, represents a success story, how he or she thinks, uh, how he or she um, treats certain situations. I want to learn their uh, professional stories. So it's, it's basically a matter of um, developing a certain mindset that would eventually uh, help and uh, create a new uh, breath of air within the industry, the IT industry. I'm happy that uh, the, the work that you do over there kind of transcends the work itself, right? And it goes more into the things, like you said, mindset and um, transforming people, uh, uh, transforming how people think about career and professional growth. So I think that's something really to admire and too bad, you know, that, you know, these big institutions that we have, teaching institutions, where is that happening, right? In in those classical institutions, uh, you have something more kind of the opposite developing, right? More kind of an angst and not hatred, maybe hatred is too much, but angst towards, ah, oh, I want to have to go to the high school or you know, college or whatever, or, you know, the, the things like skipping, you know, classes and so on. It should be the, the opposite way. You sh it should be, like maybe more like some similar to Nordic style of teachings. Um, you should be going with passion and, you know, proactive and motivated going to those teaching classes. And that's really nice that at least from what you're saying, I find very similar output or outcome in terms of behavior of on, on your, on your students, that this is happening in your place. So that's, that's, that's really nice. What, what I'm curious is, how did you scale the, the professor's part? We didn't actually. We didn't. It was a matter of letting it happen because in the moment we declared the fact that we want to build a community there, uh, they began recommending uh, each other. So we came back and said, okay, uh, let's tackle with this new technology. Let's create a new cu curriculum, uh, stuff like this. And, uh, from the ones that were at the beginning, they, they came up with ideas. Okay, I know this guy, he's very good. He has 11 years of experience. Uh, let me talk to him or she. And uh, you know, uh, it was, everything was like this. We never had a single campaign in all these years to target uh, the mentors. That was, that was a, a spirit of the Romanian typical um, helping out. Uh, at least that's how I see it. Yeah, or or they they came to us. Uh, so all the all the uh, educational programs that you see on the website on our website currently, so they all started up like this with the actually the mentors coming to us in the first place and proposing. Okay, look, this technology is very uh, trendy right now. Let's let me let me think about the curriculum. What we did as a school we offer the best practices framework and logistics and marketing. And we said, okay, we'll do it, but we need to understand exactly what we do. We don't do traditional courses in which, I don't know, someone stands in the front of the classroom and blah, 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 discusses about the 
certain topic and people take notes and uh, they ask two questions and they leave home. No, we want to build a mindset. So I want to understand exactly what we need to do from point A to point B in order to achieve something. Mm -hmm. But that something can be anything. Can yeah. be, I don't know, taking a person from zero and bringing, bringing that person to the point that uh, he or she will be able to get hired in an IT company or can be someone that already has a good base and can follow up on that base and develop and you know uh, target a higher role in their current organization or we had various very various uh, scenarios so not everyone came to us just because they wanted to change their jobs in the first place we had people who are working in IT and had experience and for them it was only a matter of uh, learning a new technology or growing uh, in their current role got it got it oh, just just from from listening uh, to your words um and connected to what you said previously, it's very um, interesting to see that I can see clearly now uh, where did the classical public institutions did wrong. You, uh, as a company, the informal school of uh, IT, listened to the market and adjusted, right? It was agile, the agility part. These public institutions they keep the old mindset framework, right? So that's really interesting because you see disruption at its core of education. That's really nice. Um, and connected to what you said before around um, the output and the outcome of the work of the informal school of IT, how do you measure the benefits that uh, the informal school of IT like, creates in the workforce market in Romania? Well, we established a set of KPIs, internal KPIs, which we considered to be uh, the most important uh, markers for our progress. And in the first place, we instituted a model in, under which we select the students in the first place. So it's not that you come and uh, apply and, okay, here's your mentor, here's when you start, and this is it. Uh, we really want to get to know the people that uh, are becoming our students in the first place. So it's been, uh, we, we have a number of 40% of the ones who apply end up being our students and this number remain constant throughout this throughout these years. So the other 60% is not that like, it's not like we have, you know, with tell them, okay, you are not fitted. They, actually, in this process, what we try to achieve is to make them realize if they really want a career in the technical field, which is something extremely challenging, which is something that requires a certain you know, mindset in the first place. Yeah, and grit. There are great people having performance in various industries and it's a pity to take those people out from there and just you know move them towards it because it's uh, cooler exactly yeah 
So uh, we really want to identify in the first place if these people are really motivated, what's their motivation to do this change, what's their, what, what are their values, what's their mindset, will, will they be fitted uh, in IT afterwards, uh, can they be team players, are they, uh, do they have a flexible mindset, are they open enough you know, to work under the um, software development method, uh, methodologies. You know, there are all these little cues which we created uh, also inspired by the IT companies. So everything that we do there is basically um, what we identify to be a pattern within the recruitment process of, all, of the local IT companies. Mm -hmm. So right from the start, this is the first thing. You, you mentioned, uh, this is the second time you mentioned um, uh, the local IT companies. What was the relationship with them? Was it, uh, were they collaborative? Were they open? Were they more than open? How, how was it and how was the uh, relationship with the informal school of IT? Because uh, you were building, developing and growing workforce specifically for them, right? So how was that relationship? How did they perceive you? In the first in the first year or two, um, they didn't really understand what is uh, what 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 is alternative education in Romania wasn't existing basically mm -hmm. back in 2013 2014, and uh, they didn't really understand what we do, and how can we help them. So there were uh, dozens of uh, discussions with them, just trying to educate them and to explain our model. And uh, when they realized that uh, part of our mentors were their employees throughout the day and uh, their employees were actually coming to our classrooms and teach technology uh, in the afternoons or uh, in the evenings, everything changed. And from, uh, I think it was back in 2015, uh, there was a point uh, when, when, the, the, when hiring our alumni, our students, was uh, has begun to, to, to increase significantly because they got it and they understood, okay, you prepare people for me, which I can take uh, and I can benefit from all that value without doing nothing. And uh, they only come to me and I need to interview them and make sure that they are fitted for our specific culture. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that was the turning point when they began understanding and more, of, more, more and more of them began understanding the model in the first place and accepting that uh, there can be on the market alternative ways which can prepare people for being ready for your company, you know? Yeah. Mindset changing as well on that side, right? And this happened uh, uh, also on the student side because right in, in the beginning they didn't understand the model. You know, it was something very new, alternative education. They didn't really understand what what's this, how 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 it goes. Yeah, it's normal courses. Well, it's not normal courses because it takes longer, a few months, but it's not traditional courses because it's based on another set set of values and uh, dynamics. Yeah. Um. You said 2013, right? So I assume you are the early pioneers and early first movers in the market 
in this in this uh, segment of alternative education. Yep. And it, it's it's been sometime since then, right? A couple of years. What would you say that were the signs, and where did you saw them uh, that told you to keep going forward? Because in 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 each of each company that has you know significant growth or it's building a new market, it's challenging, right? So what were the signs that you saw that uh, told you to keep going? Uh, we were extremely lucky, I would say, from this point of view, because we received validation business-wise right from our uh, first uh, group of students. So uh, I was living in Germany back then when I started the project and uh, I was doing also the interview, the initial interviews I was doing uh, online via, via Skype. And I came to Romania just to have uh, the opportunity to get to know our first group when they mm -hmm. finished after four months and to give them the diplomas, our diplomas, the school's diplomas. And uh, this was the point where I found, uh, I found out that uh, five of the 14, the first 14, were already hired. And I said, okay, how comes? It's impossible. Yeah, we are already hired. Wow. We began uh, um, applying for jobs uh, several weeks back. We went to interviews and we have the... Uh, the um, already the offer in our hands um, we promise that we'll finish uh, eventually right the, the the courses the informal school of IT and uh, that was exactly the point we we understood okay we are doing something right so everything that we did in the last few months with this small group of 14 people um, pays off so the company the companies validated basically that what we did was correct and from that point on it was a matter of you know expanding the the, the entire spectrum and just following on the uh, market requirements related to the uh, current technologies and uh, yes you were right we were able able to to move very quickly so mm -hmm. if we felt that a certain technology isn't showing a very good trend we just stopped it we don't want to create or teach any professionals towards a, a area of technology which is going to slowly but surely close yeah waste and invest time that it's a dead end correct that was very important for us and also to being having all our you know uh, eyes open and hear very uh, ears very open just to understand which are the trends uh, what are the technologies that are coming on the market uh, uh, and you cannot achieve this only by you know uh, talking with the company representatives uh, constantly and understanding and they are very open, actually. They were always very open to give you hints. Okay, next year we are going to hire more people on that technology or on that technology. So if you have a good relationship going on there, you understand what you need to do. 
And the growth wasn't so big, actually. It was big in the first years, but now, currently, in the last few three, four years, it was around 25% per year. So it wasn't that big. Mm -hmm. But it's still good. I mean, 25% per year growth, it's, uh, it's, it's good. Could be more, of course, but could be more. Um, somehow in the same space, what was the make it or break it moment on this journey? One thing. One thing. I think the most important decision that we ever took, and I was, I was very worried that it's not going to work. <laughs> was the fact that we introduced that initial selection process at the beginning of any of our programs. Because if you get to think about it and to put things into perspective, basically, if you have a company which offers, I don't know, products, services, doesn't matter. You usually are very happy when you have customers, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that decision has put us in a place where you have cost potential customers, but you only take a part of them. <laughs> So would this be enough for the company to survive? Because the output was clearly uh, reflecting in quality, right? You have motivated people to work with, you, you have motivated uh, mentors that are very, you know, this is a, that synergy is very important that create, that, that keeps together all these groups. And eventually, if they have a good dynamics within their groups, the results and the end product that goes to the uh, last stakeholder within this chain, the local IT company, will be happy, you know? Yeah. So uh, I think that was the make, make or break because we said we are not going to do it without a selection process, but by inserting a selection process, the entire company is basically at risk. That that is that is really interesting because I was kind of expecting a an answer from you from you know just imagining oh we had to make a really difficult decision a financial whatever blah 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 right but this is unexpected and it's kind of even strategic in some way a building yeah the we didn't have um, we had the, we had an agreement with between the founders at the beginning that we will do everything that we can that in the first years we will just reinvest everything and just let it grow and that was important as well of course mm -hmm. but i think the most important thing was you know taking the right decisions in the right moment if we were to start this project back in 2011 it wouldn't have worked if we were to start this project back in 2015 it was it would have been uh, way too late. Yeah. So the timing needed to be spot on. Yeah. The idea wasn't that important. The timing was important in yeah. our case and in yeah. many other cases. I consider this to be valid. Um, yeah, there were, you know, along these years, there were some uh, months where we had, we considered to be in trouble okay, what do we do? Uh, we didn't have any investment fund behind us. It was only 
the founders who invested everything so far. Mm -hmm. But uh, every time a problem occurred, we were very um, fluid and found, always found solutions. And yeah, in the last couple of years, at least, uh, we can say we were very lucky because everything went, just went on tracks without any kind of well, you're you're still standing and you're upon a new significant international growth. So that's that's a very good uh, point in time to be at. Um, you were mentioning about technologies, and um, my question would be: What were the preferred technologies of of people, or like based on your analysis, and? if you had suggestions and feedback from the market, the market being your potential uh, clients and, and people that come came to your courses, what were the, the technologies preferred? If I am to look towards the area which handles the professional reconversion side, I would say that the, the top three would be Java as a language, Java. Uh, the second one would be JavaScript, so everything, actually there's the entire web development stack, so mm -hmm. CSS, HTML, certain various frameworks like React, Node.js, Angular. And the third one would be, and it's not uh, the order of priorities, I just uh, mentioned them, mm -hmm. the manual software testing. Okay. Was this like a, in the same time a request from from the market uh, on the company side? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have other technologies that are coming uh, right now very very strongly from behind, like Python. Mm -hmm. Python became extremely popular, and I think it's a it, it does have lots and lots of potential to grow. Uh, we dropped one of the languages that we dropped. Let me mention one of those as well. We dropped PHP. Oh, wow. There is a lot of inertia on the market because there are many, many, many projects that still use it, of course. And uh, I think currently, still in 2020, a person can uh, do just fine with PHP. But overall, if you look at the bigger trends, it goes down. So we, we decided not to organize PHP courses anymore. Okay. Uh, of course, that, we are looking on the emerging technologies. Sorry. No, that, that is interesting because it's somehow in the top, I don't know how many, five uh, technologies that are all still is, used. Yeah. It still benefits of lots and lots of year of development and many of the you know, great popular platforms still using uh, are still using PHP. So it's a lot of inertia, but if you look at the bigger numbers, the bigger trend, it goes down. Okay, that's super interesting. Uh, building on this, on this, on this part, uh, since you're, you you were be, you were doing courses for the past seven years, what are some significant or interesting things that you've seen in this um, technology skills market, if I could say it like that? Um, changes, shifts uh, on on a, on a Cluj level or Romania level, since you're you're doing um, already for a couple of years trainings in all over the Romania size. Uh, 
So could you please uh, give me more details uh, regarding the question? Yeah, for example, um, uh, if some some there were some bigger changes around uh, decreasing, for example, um, Java requests in comparison with another one, right? Or um, something really coming really fast in terms of requesting from the company's side, right? A really a technology that is requested really fast. We need this because X, Y, Z reason. Yeah, I understand. Um... If you have like if you, if there is any kind of macro data that you mapped out, if not, it's okay. Um, I think it, from this point of view, it was actually pretty stable. So the request was always, had always these, you know, uh, technologies and disciplines that were right there uh, in the top. And also with, um, I, mean, I can consider even the ones who are not requested that much were pretty stable. And I mentioned here the uh, business analysis part, the UX, UI, UX uh, design. Um, what I noticed, what I've noticed in the last couple of years, and this was nationwide, was a bigger increase of interest on the uh, databases side, you know, uh, everything that's SQL related. We cannot uh, discuss yet about the uh, area where it goes towards the data science mm -hmm. but the trend is clearly clearly indicates that uh, this is going to be one of the biggest one in in the next uh, in the next uh, i don't know years to come the cloud side that was important as well uh, for our school uh, even though we identified this need we didn't. We decided not to organize any programs because we realized that that's. I don't know. It, it wasn't act, uh, attractive enough for the potential students. Mm -hmm. We tried to do it. We actually had several occasions under which we tried to organize um, specific cloud programs, but. Um, we didn't manage to gather um, the critical mass to mass to start to start uh, these kind of courses. Got it. So I, I think you 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 answered spot on because that was that was my question. If you exactly the the, the answer comes perfectly. If you saw um, and you did saw these things change requests and different with uh, you know of of technologies in comparison with maybe geographical spaces, right? So. I can see now clearly on on your based on your response that that's something that is happening uh, um, from what you can see and somehow just to explain my background thinking why I was asking this because I had a conversation with um, maybe a common friend of ours um, Bogdan in Toronto um, and he was saying like I was I was discussing with him why do you think um, Canadian-based companies wouldn't come to Romania and outsource their their uh, software development over here. And he, he mentioned a really interesting thing. And he said that the Canadian or the um, 
North American companies are looking for very specific and niche down skills, right? And he said, um, artificial intelligence or machine learning in healthcare specialists with 10 plus years, right? So that's the things that they are looking for right now. And it was really, really interesting because that's somehow the, the context I was asking you the question, right? I was trying to see if you have some kind of data that could could be mapped on that. But uh, coming back to what Bogdan said, it was really interesting also in, in my um, reflection because uh, those are the, the things that the current software development uh, companies are on the market may or may not know, right? So, and it's called all correlated and correlates back to what the informal school of IT does, right? Because I'm just thinking if those companies out there are looking or searching for these type of skills and the companies over here don't adapt to the request, right? Demand generation. Um, there's a really a, a big potential and opportunity for the informal school of IT to come and offer level up or upgrade skills courses to these specific like um, trainings and courses, right? So that's why... I, I kind of, yeah. And we already began uh, a while back. For for example, now we are we are building up on a artificial intelligence educational program, mm -hmm. which has, in our vision, it needs to address all these big parts. You know, so the the data science part, the statistics part, and the machine learning part. Right. And uh, it's very important just to come out with this kind of product in the right in the right moment on the market because the market will eventually you you are very right the mark the market will eventually adapt to those needs yeah. it depends yeah. a lot so if you have uh, if you are looking at the western european market there's the healthcare a lot of healthcare there the telco is there uh, if you are looking at the U.S. market that comes that uh, still brings a lot of business in Romania, you are looking a lot at the at the um, embedded yeah. technologies, um, travel, uh, yeah, all these kind of all these kind of uh, fintech, industries. financials, banking, yeah, exactly. So I think uh, it's very. Just to conclude, it's, it's very interesting. In, in, we talked a lot in the last years of, of, about this you know, current model in Romania of having lots and lots of companies uh, um, with, this business mod, with their business model being solely uh, outsourcing. Yeah. And now this pandemic comes and it turns out that actually being in outsourcing gives you a greater opportunity to su succeed because you you actually have a very good option to turn rapidly towards the industries that are not really that affected because i don't think we are going to speak about any kind of industries that will not be affected mm -hmm. at a certain level each industry will be affected but having this, uh, you know, um, predominant outsourcing model in place actually helps you. It gives you an opportunity. If, for example, you were to have uh, been on, a, you you were to have a product which uh, 
is very focused on a certain industry and that industry gets hit hard right now, then you're in trouble as well because you are going to have lose your clients actually. Yeah. You know? So I think that the, the market dynamics and the, the IT in general, the local Romanian IT will be fine. We'll take his, its portion of being hit, but uh, we'll be able to adjust and uh, continue with, uh, with a good amount of business on the long run, I would say. Yeah, I agree. In, in the same time, just to build on what you said, and then I'm going to move on to my next question. Okay. I think Romania is a, in a very interesting sweet spot at this moment because I agree. I fully agree with what you said right now. And um, <clears throat> if there, certainly there are multiple parts that have to play their role in this. Um, but if Romanian software or not even Romanian, Eastern European software development companies could take the opportunity of being the software development companies with all the knowledge and all the skills that they have and pour that a 10%, a 15% constantly into a product and become a fusion or a hybrid between outsource and product company, I think that increases the chances of attracting even more revenue, more market share and, you know, basically building a, a bigger portfolio of assets and financial revenue right so i think if it's very true yeah if, if if multiple key stakeholders from the economy will come together at a table have a discussion and realize this i think it would be really benefit beneficial for eastern europe it would be a really a big powerhouse if you get to think about it it actually started we can say in yeah. the last years this process already started there isn't that you know great collaboration that you man, uh, you mentioned but uh, there are many many uh, hubs many um, clusters many organizations that are targeting a lot and are emphasizing a lot exactly on, on building this uh, this sort of collaboration within between the companies and right now the the best part is the fact that they can filter out and understand which is the area where they can be build those projects and will be sustainable on the long term. So this is basically a moment where they are really able to curate what exactly those products are going to help us in the future. How exactly? What yeah. type of product do we need in order to be adapt adapted to, uh, to uh, this kind of uh, reality? You know, where, I don't know. Who knows what's going to happen? Exactly, exactly. No, I, I agree. And it's a, a trial and error uh, period. And I, I think now, you know, for, for in, in my experience, and I'm going to close with this, this subject, in my experience of, of talking to different investors and uh, community people, there was always a do or die uh, approach when it comes to product. You have to be niched, You shouldn't be a service-based business, only product-driven business, right? And it's really weird because, okay, product, product, but you have so many software as a services platforms and one behind it, you have the same business operations, same business segments, right? The idea is that you're not selling services, you're selling a product, right? Why can we have, why can't we have both of them? Yeah, right. that's true. Uh, 
coming back to the informal school of IT, the reason that we met today here, um, did you fundraise so far now and um, how has that helped you in the overall growth? Uh, we did not so far, um, but we are currently considering that it would be a good point. You know, we reached that level of maturity and uh, we also can say that we, we established some high targets right now, mm-hmm. which are not going to be possible uh, in a context that we still avoid fundraising so we are going to be uh, fundraising in the in the near future we didn't so far we just wanted to let it grow organically don't push it don't you know just let it go as natural as possible until it reaches that point where it's very stable when it's Mm -hmm. stable then you can expand and can identify and we, I, I tend to believe that we are already uh, identified a uh, number of potential growth um, areas where, yeah, that, that's impossible. They are not accessible just to go there and go for that kind of, uh, you know, level of things without having a good, good backup behind us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm... The process of discussing right now with um, <clears throat> several funds which approached us. Um, as, you, as you already know, this is a long-term process. It's ta- it takes a lot. We have no uh, expectations right now, but I'm sure that within a year or so, it's going to be funded. Okay, well, that's good, that's good news. At least um, I can always have my hopes of you becoming maybe the next unicorn. That would be... An awesome cool thing to happen, right? <laughs> That's very bold, <laughs> unicorn. We are still small. It's not that big. Um, did you ever consider rebranding and maybe get a teaching institute certification? If 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 didn't, or if you did, um, why was that? So. In the initial years, uh, we said it doesn't make any difference. Actually, the, the, uh, by, by observing the IT behavior, the IT industry behavior, they w- weren't really looking for initial certifications or stuff like this. The most part of them, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but afterwards, we learned that people and actually the people around us in the society and the p- potential students are very you know there's a lot of inertia they are they are still searching for this keyword you know certified and um, it's been more than a year since we took the certification for most of our project uh, products uh, from the local authority with which is called ANC agency for national qualifications something like that Mm -hmm. And also we became a certified uh, testing center for person view, which is the biggest one in the world. So uh, we, we will continue on this trend, you know, having uh, not really a rebranding, but offering more options within our ecosystem. Okay. Many of our, many of our current programs 
uh, are, are, are already fitted for preparing you for certain international certifications, you know? So it's, it, comes, it comes as a baggage, you know? If you want to take that certification afterwards, here, is it. here it is, it's not a problem. You, you should have all the knowledge to go through it uh, successfully. Exactly, exactly. That was exactly the reason I, why I was asking that question, uh, because I can see this uh, this uh, tactic applied that you can go through the course and then you can decide if you want to get the certification or not being split in two, right? You can be either interested only in the knowledge or get a, let's say, a, a CV uh, stamp that you have a certification in that specific skill. Um, now our DNA the certifications weren't that important. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the most important thing is that you, you, the person that was trained by your organization to go there and to make a good impression and to take the, the, the role that they, they uh, when they go to the, to, to interviews, you know, that's the most important thing. But, you know, we can consider this as, you know, a bonus. Yeah. Okay, yeah. if you have knowledge and if you want to get certified by a third party organization, whatever institution, that's fine. You can have that. It comes within the package with everything. Got it. It's only a matter of culture, you know, and how you look at it after all. Um, going to, coming back to, I mean, not going, but coming back to because we we talked a lot a lot of things a lot about the things that have um, been happening so far with covid pandemic in full swing um how did you approach the teaching um and the classes how was that transition from offline to fully online right or if you were online and offline combination now you're going to be and you are uh, fully online. How was that for you? Processes and all that communication part around it. We actually used lots of instruments which to had the benefit of using the internet always. So being, uh, you know, in this uh, technical area, it was pretty easy for us to switch very rapidly. I think the most important thing here would be to mention the fact that we insisted a lot on um, people interaction, you know, mm -hmm. and something that keeps them um, grounded and keeps the people engaged. And uh, that was very, very important within the on-site uh, formula. International wide, if you get to look at things, everything that's related to pre-recorded online trainings has a very, very uh, over 80% uh, dropout rate because you give the entire control to the people, right? So if they don't click on that link, they are not going to follow up on that course. But when you have a system in which they get engaged together with the mentor, together with their entire group, where they form smaller teams and they need to interact with each other, it's already something that keeps them, you know, uh, engaged in the entire process and people want that people always wanted that and told us okay I tried to learn at home by myself 
and I did that for two weeks and then I lost interest and then I forgot and then I uh, got myself occupied with other things. So I need a framework. I need some, somewhere to go and to interact with other people, which is not always the case that the mentor, you know, keeps everybody engaged. It, it, in some cases, uh, you know, they motivate each other because, oh, you, uh, you understood this, this concept. Can you explain it to me? And they talk among each other and they solve smaller things like this. Yeah. It's not always that the mentor does everything, but the mentors is is a certain is certainly a a center a central point there. And uh, what we did was to move all this interaction in the virtual world, right? So it's still they they still have a schedule. Our session begins tonight at uh, six thirty. It's live. It's online but live with the mentor which is very very important we wanted mm -hmm. this to continue even if they are not in the same room uh, they are in a virtual room and we have the breakout rooms where the mentor actually can still split them by smaller teams you know three four people teams and have them work together for some mini projects or exercises or uh, very practical things and I think this would represent a good strategy for going forward. I mean, even if the measures are going to relax, which is most probably they will, right? Mm -hmm. I think a combination between going uh, in the classroom and uh, getting to know people and being there and understanding and seeing all the body language and, uh, um, you know, just the normal way things happen before the pandemic a combination uh, uh, between that model and uh, okay let's let's discuss tonight we are not going to meet up within the classroom but we are going to uh, uh, be meeting within I don't know zoom or other online exactly so that's in in my opinion and uh, that's a good strategy to have that's actually going to uh, offer us a working blended learning model, which is very different from online courses that are pre-recorded and are, are giving all that control to the, to the end person, the, the, the client, you know. I think this is very important to have this structure, to have this framework going on and people, even though we are not going to meet as much within the classrooms, a combination between the two, a healthy combination between the two, would be would be a very good strategy to have on the long run. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree on that. And just to build on what you said, uh, somehow it's very similar to, not I mean, not similar. What I want to say is that you kind of follow the framework that we are used to have as a framework of teaching, like having, you know, teachers um, or mentors in front of us that always pull us to the classroom by having this framework or rules. You have to come to the classroom, to the school, right? Um, and all those habits around uh, learning. So that's deeply in, in rooted in our subconsciousness, right? So I think that's really interesting that you're following 
the same framework but applied in the in the digital space so that's nice yeah so it's pretty easy actually we are not going to drop anything that we learned in these years because because it was learned but by having experiences seeing what works what doesn't work mm -hmm. virtualize a part of it to be compliant with the current situation it's pretty yeah. easy yeah well, um, I'm looking forward to, to, to that and seeing how a, a blended for a framework will work. Um, going to my next question, why do you think people chose the informal school of IT and not a classical institution? <clears throat> That's a very good question. And uh, it's one of the questions that we constantly ask our students. Why did you choose us? And that is pretty simple. And it's composed of two parts. One, I want something and I want it quick. I don't want to spend more time that... So if I understand that I can learn this, all this, you know, uh, stuff in five months, I don't want to invest one year. I want to invest exactly five months. So time is actually important for everyone, of course but it's of the essence in their decisional process because they wanted something quick. I want results. I don't want to spend four years, five years. I just want results on something that I know it gives me a good opportunity. And uh, if this is in the, within the IT, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Second one is the need of having a role model. People are learning a lot from other people, right? Mm -hmm. you, you can learn lots of things. And I do it a lot. And I love it. But actually, if I am to look at myself, I'm a combination of the people I've met so far. And people are looking to have this, you know, this is the reason we, uh, we don't call them trainers, for example. We call them mentors because they are very used of um, looking at the, stud the students in a global way, not strictly related to the information that they pass on, but actually in understanding, okay, um, today we went through a complex algorithm. That guy didn't get it. He or she didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. This is the moment I get activated and I contact him or she, and I say, okay, and I can see you didn't understand it. Let me give you another example. Look, let's think of the real world, or let me give you another example from my previous professional experience, which will, is going to help you in giving you a model on how to think in order to understand this concept. And that's very important, you know, I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to have someone who has, I don't know, 10, 15 years of experience to have them there just to go to them and to ask them and to be able to, to feel safe that what they learn, it's exactly what they are supposed to learn. Because th this is another thing that puts a lot of pressure on people, especially the one who decides, uh, the ones who decide to to learn on online 
on various you know platforms at a certain point uh, they become anxious on the fact that what they learn is not really what's required on the local market and the the, the information that they 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 get it's not uh, something that is going to serve them well in a you know a recruitment process interview context yeah and they want validated information but they it's not the information itself which is important is the context surrounded that surrounding that information you know the, yeah. the the fact that the mentor goes to the classroom and says okay two uh, two hours ago i had a meeting with my client and look what problem came up that's very important <laughs> yeah yeah interesting yes and and it similarly happens in the classical institutions you learn such an outdated sometimes outdated information that has no applicability to the current context and need of the market right so it's very similar to to what you're saying or it, it complements it definitely yeah i mean within the traditional system there are uh, you know yeah there are perceptions already formed but there are all, all, also exceptions i i've had the, the pleasure to meet some great teachers with a lot of impact on on me and i was very very fond of them and very very thankful at the end to have met such great people even though the information itself let's say it was sometimes as you said you know outdated but just the experience of interacting with with great people actually that's the the point and that's the factor which has the biggest i would say impact on your transformation yeah i, I agree i agree and that's something that happens to me as well um since we're t t talking about um classroom experiences and uh, what people are learning in 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 class what would be the best customer review or feedback that you 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 got <laughs> this uh, brings on my mind the uh, feedback that we received not, not long ago uh, a few weeks ago it was already declared the the um, you know the lockdown <laughs> Yeah, uh, one of our previous students, who I think it was three or more than three years ago, she was she was a student of ours, and then uh, she she got hired as a software tester within a local company. She said to us, "Look, I was uh, working before as a sales agent, and uh, if I wasn't inspired back then, you know, to to." to have this career change and get into IT now under the current pandemic content uh, context, uh, I would have been lost because now I'm working from home, our project goes on, everything is fine, we adapt it quickly. Uh, so it, it was an amplification of the great feeling that we have back then when she, she obtained the job that she wanted now it's a, uh, she comes back and reconfirms that look, even though I changed my life three, more than three years ago by stepping into IT, right now, this is exactly the factor that gives me continuity and gives me the chance to not worry at least about my job and what I do or 
that's 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 great. That's a yeah. Go on, go on. These are the things that keeps you going. You know, when you do these kind of uh, uh, things, you understand that uh, your your impact is there, and uh, it takes sometimes a lot of time to you know to receive feedback and to to have these um, processes closed on a macro yeah. level have enough people there but uh, at the end of the day if you look back and you 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 see that you improved it's a it's a kind yeah it's a kind reminder that you are more than processes and systems and a business right you are kind of remember reminder it's a kind of reminder of what's the output of that entire engine let's say yeah exactly Razvan, where do you see and i'm coming up with my to my final questions over here where do you see romania's education in 10 years i think uh as i said before the current context is acting as a um, booster basically so everything that we did not do so far like digital digitalizing everything that we can is going to happen in a forced manner right now. And I think the education will follow up on this. And uh, um, just looking at the last few weeks, actually most of the uh, educational institutions in Romania managed to adapt just fine. Mm -hmm. Even if it was forced, they were able to do it. So which demonstrates that the, the, the learning continues um, even under this uh, not that nice context, the learning continues. What I hope to see in 10 years would be, you know, just to learn as much as we can from the current context mm -hmm. and just to maintain. And this is also the opportunity, you know, to, to, to become more agile. If we have this, you know, ways of transmitting information as an educational institution, you already have access to a bigger number of potential students, right? Mm -hmm. You also can complement the on-site learning with more content, which you deliver in this manner by using the digital tools. And uh, this is a great, great opportunity to solve the, the problem that you mentioned earlier uh, related to outdated content because now the tools are in our hand the tools are very dated the professors are already working with the tools what stop us what stops us to you know adjust the content exactly add more content and just make sure that the content is is updated we have the distribution channels out there so it's nothing um, it, the only thing we have to do is just plug and play right and i'm looking forward if i we are to uh, consider the 10 years time frame i'm looking forward to see uh better penetration of the 3d technologies within the educational field mm -hmm. just imagine that you put on a pair of glasses and you are instantly connecting to a professor in i don't know us mm -hmm. and uh, he or she will be able to present you a very sophisticated concept by showing you 
uh, digital uh, 3D model yeah. with, with, with uh, which you can interact and turn it around and look at it from various angles. Just yeah. imagine that uh, kind of applicability is not really new. Uh, we already have some, you know, startups and some big companies working on that, but uh, I just want to see that implemented on a larger scale. And I think uh, decentralization of education will be really important as well. I mean, uh, being able to follow up on courses on whichever country that we would like online, just by using this, uh, you know, live streaming technology and uh, uh, VR glasses. And uh, I think the, 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 the entire experience can be amazing, amazing in 10 years. I think I think uh, VR and AR uh, and like you said, 3D modeling is going to play a big role in education. Um, and looking forward to that, I think it's going to be really amazing uh, and truly immersive techno- um, experiences in terms of learning. On the on the same on the same track as a side parallel question, where do you see um, entrepreneurship in ten years? Mm, that's a good one. I think we are going to see right now, basically, if we are to go in the next couple of years through a recession, that's a clean cleansing pro- process, actually, right? So every problem in every company became greater right now. Now you see the leaders, now you see the, the real face of entrepreneurs stepping in and trying to save their companies, right? If you had too many problems until this point, these problems are going to explode now. Mm-hmm. If the company was healthy at its core, it's going to thrive now. And uh, you only need to do some minor adjustments. Yes, you might need to let some people go, but it's a good point of reflection where you take those hard decision in a context which allows you to do that, you know, just to make sure that you keep the company healthy on the long run. So I, I think uh, after this following two, three years of recession, uh, we are going to have a more digitalized entrepreneur and organizations, cleaner ones, stronger ones, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to uh be everything that's going to remain after all these filters apply in the next years to come so what remaining should be very interesting maybe more collaboration i would say yeah and i noticed really to be honest i noticed more collaboration between different organizations in the last three weeks that uh, i noticed in the last three years maybe I would be super happy if that would happen as an outcome or effect of of um, this pandemic context of the recession that we keep reading and hearing about that it's coming. So I would be really happy if that would be an output um, that we can actually feel and see the collaboration part. And uh, um, yeah, I think collaboration sums it up really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's one. My final question is: What are your future plans on the informal school of IT moving forward? 
Well, we already redesigned the strategy, of course. Uh, we are going to take full benefit of the, you know, internet. Why not? We already launched uh, two years, uh, two two weeks ago, a new product, which is going to be aimed on, you know, expanding uh, and offering the, the our programs to to other people which uh, were inaccessible until this point. Um, people, Romanians that are uh, working abroad, for example. Mm -hmm. The, um, the new products are available at a new link uh, online.scolainformala.ro. Um, so I would say if I am to put into perspective everything, we are going to end up with two categories of products. One of these would be the blended learning ones, who are also including the face-to-face -face interaction, mm -hmm. so on-site, in-classroom trainings combined with live sessions and the, the other one would be purely 100% end-to-end online but will still benefit from the from this framework and everything that we learned so far so we are going to combine their uh, pre-recorded materials with the live sessions but it doesn't require any physical uh, presence so right from the bed from the start, well, they are going to sign the, their uh, study contract uh, long distance. They don't need to come into our offices. We don't need. Uh, we 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 are not going to have any physical interaction. It's going to be exclusively online. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things. And uh, just to tease you a bit, yes, we are considering introducing VR technologies, and we do have a project which we started. Uh, I think it's uh, eight seven, eight months ago, and uh, it's going well. And this is one of the reasons we started uh, uh, looking into potential funding options, you know. Okay. That's really something that you could do with uh, little resources. And if we want to do that right, it's going to require some, some uh, serious investment, you know. Well, first of all, congratulations on the um innovative part that's definitely something that um we don't have um, many companies doing over here on this side of of, of europe i uh, don't know no, exactly on the western part but yeah really really nice uh, thanks for sharing that that's uh, that's really cool we even came up with a name for it it's going to be called hollow blended learning okay and uh, yes it's going to benefit fully on the VR technologies, um, everything that's under VR actually. So it's mixed reality, augmented reality. And uh, this, is, this is something that for us, for, uh, at this point comes pretty natural, you know? Yeah. Do, do a certain thing for a number of years, then it comes natural to just go and increment and innovate. Exactly, exactly. Well, that's, that's great to hear and uh... Hopefully, I'm, we're going to hear pretty soon that you will be fundraising. Um, I'm looking forward to that and, and, and wish you uh, a great success with that uh, on all parts and all initiatives. And um, Razvan, it was a pleasure to host you and have an amazing conversation. My, the, the, pleasure, uh, the pleasure was mine, Stefan. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, again, congratulations on the Tech Talk platform. Thank you, thank you. 
Um, I'm looking forward to our next conversation, and I think that's going to be more. I just, I just, I just feel it's going to be more about fundraising and what you're going to do with the funds. But um, I'm looking forward to that conversation. And uh, well, um, have a great day and uh, stay safe, Rizwan. Have a great day as well and stay safe. Yeah. Remember to subscribe, share and review our podcast because the voice of our community keeps us going forward. Find more episodes and discover different perspectives about tech and business and in our daily life.